Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. This is our the second installment of our podcast with Chef Debbie Dubs. Debbie has had such a long, successful career. It takes two podcasts to cover it. And we've also, <laughs> and no, it's true. And I, that's not meant to make you feel old. But since you're younger than me, trust me, <laughs> you can't feel old because I can't believe I got this old. It went so fast. That's all I say to people. One day I was like at the prom and the next day I'm picking out the box. I mean, yeah. Yeah. went so fast. I know. All right. It's like, what happened to my 40s? Hello, they're gone. It's all a blur. No kidding. It's all a blur. Those 40 years, I will say this. In my retirement now, and I have been writing, Debbie, I'm able to look back sometimes and think, God, that was amazing. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate it more now than when I was doing it. That's all I know. Absolutely. And I wish I had that energy. Oh, no. See, that's something you have to... I wake up uh, you know what deb i'm still good for five or six hours but after that i i mean I, when i think of how i used to work 12 14 hours a day right i'm home do a load of laundry do a couple of invoices blah 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 have three glasses of wine now, <laughs> it is time for a nap <laughs> now after the my manic energy in the morning oh yeah i can hardly wait to take a nap i know <laughs> it's my treat my, the nap has actually replaced my my glasses of wine. Well, honey, now here's what I want to ask you about. Okay. This is, these are what pressing questions. And all this information is, Debbie has mentioned, is on her website, Chef Debbie, that's D-E-B-B-I, kitchen, Chef Deb, Chef Debbie's kitchen or Chef Deb's kitchen? Deb's kitchen. Deb's kitchen. See, I'm saying it wrong. Luckily, Cindy edits everything <laughs> and puts the correct information on the website because I have the attention span of a gnat, Deb. That's the <laughs> other thing. I mean, it was never strong. The ADD was always there, but now it's really bad. Now, listen, here's what I want to tell people. In 2012, that's if you can believe it, Debbie, that's how long ago it was, I went on one of Deb's farm tours. Okay, so and I went, there were many people on it. It was just we went to wineries, we saw farms. Deb took us to incredible places. We stayed at a lovely place on the central coast. And Deb, to be perfectly honest with you, the reason it was such it was not only was it fun and I learned things, I think the central coast it's better now, but it's been such an under looked area in California. Do you know what I mean? People knew that there was a farming community and stuff, but people didn't realize how beautiful it was or all the places they could visit. Well, that's how we fell in love with it, you know, and now it's it's really popular. Yeah. And it's so popular that you can't get into your favorite restaurants sometimes. Ah, okay. Well, so good it's for been them. discovered. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for them. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad for the restaurants. Tell us, how did you, you and your husband discovered it, didn't you? Would you we did. We, we um, actually used to go to um, Carmel on vacation. Uh-huh. And oh, we went up the coast and we drove through this little 
town. We didn't even know there was a town there, honestly. There was this big, beautiful restaurant on the hill that overlooked the ocean. So we stopped and had lunch there once and got talking to the bartender. And she said, oh, you have to go down to Moonstone Beach. So we went down to Moonstone Beach and we discovered that Long Beach area yes. uh, in Cambria. We didn't know there was a town still. We would just go up and just go to Moonstone Beach and walk on the beach and surf and play, do whatever we were going to do. And somebody told us, oh, you have to go into town. There's two parts to town. So we spent, you know, 10 years discovering uh, all about Cambria. And actually, I bought a bottle of lemon flavored olive oil. And this is I was working at Melissa's then and I sent the owner a letter uh, this was no we had email then I so I beg you to differ so I sent her an email telling her how much I liked her olive oil and that I worked for a produce company and she said well we're going to do a food and wine pairing um, and with olive oil she said why don't you come up and and do a little um, speech for us so I did that and she introduced me to a winemaker and from that winemaker, I met several others. And then, you know, I would come back and I would tell my classes that I just been up on the Central Coast and I got to go to this farm or this olive oil place and we learned how to cure olives. And they were like, well, when are you going to take us? That's ah, what started the tours. So then I started doing a tour every year. That makes perfect sense. And I'll tell you, they're fun, but there were a couple of tours that I swore up and down, I would never do another one. Oh, okay. Now listen, that's the story of hard work. No, I'm not kidding you. And I mean, yeah, I look back on some of my days and I can't, I mean, I remember driving away with Cindy saying, we're never doing a commercial like that again. Do you know what I mean? Because or we're never do. I'm never doing a party like that again or whatever. And then six months would pass and then, Somebody would offer me a big bag of money and then I would take the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, one of the things, the first book I ever wrote, Deb, it was at least 10 years before I wrote my second one. Then I wrote a bunch in succession because by that time, Cindy was working with me. So I had someone that would help. Do you know what I mean? Because when you go to yes. write books, I mean, if you don't have some support system, this is when you see people say, oh, I've been writing this book for seven years. Well, of course I have, because we're alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's And a you're still gift. working. And you're still working at your full-time job. So right. I totally get that about, and I, and this is, we, I want to talk to you about your tours, but I have to tell you, this is our famous Cindy's in my tour story. ICP, when they were still, you know, a big deal, asked us if we asked me if I would lead a tour of Los Angeles for five days. Remember when ICP used to do those five days? Oh, yeah, things? those were fun. I, oh, they were so much fun. One was in Vancouver Island. I mean, I went to a couple. They were fantastic. Cindy and I practiced. We drove in the traffic. We went. We planned the whole tour. It was the forever cemetery. We took them to Valentino's. I mean, we had we took them to the to the girls, to the two hot tamales restaurants. I mean, we negotiated everything so that it could be, you know, people could, anyway, it was fabulous, Debbie. But I, when those p bitches were on the bus, <laughs> you know, 
They were all going back to the airport. They, unless they could read my lips and I was waving goodbye, I was saying, you miserable bitches, <laughs> I hope I never see you again, okay? And it was it was fun, but it was the most exhausting thing. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, give me two infomercials back to back, which is a lot of work. Running a tour is hard work. It I is. Mean, it's When you're the leader, it's hard work. It, it really is. I know uh, after a three day tour, I'm I'm comatose. Good. I, I I would expect you to be. Yeah. I just I just lay around. Sometimes I don't even get dressed. I know. <laughs> Listen, after a big commercial or a big infomercial, the only reason I would go out to unload my car on the second or third day was because it was sitting outside and it was starting to smell. But all the <laughs> dishes that I, or the pots and pans or whatever we hadn't washed on site were wrapped in paper bags. You can imagine what it was like. When I had <laughs> I've had days like that. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It, it's not one of the days uh, or my husband would come home. Like when you say you didn't get dressed and my, the tips of my fingers were orange from eating Cheetos with my glass <laughs> of red wine in my pajamas. The stolen Cheetos that I had gotten <laughs> off the craft service table. Okay. Not a pretty sight, dude. Yeah, really. Now, tell us about some of the wineries that you have highlighted, if you would, on your tour and why. Because to me, when I was on your tour, I loved all of the wineries, but some of them, I mean, you literally had the owners of the winery or the winemaker there opening wine for us. And that was pretty special. Right. I I don't remember which, which winery. We went to Hall. We went to Hall. We went to the one that had a wine club where the man, the owner was right there and we were in his home. Oh God. I oh yeah. He'd been with Justin, I think for a while. That was, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the. Me the but his wine, wine now was fabulous. Yes, they're they're lovely people, and yeah. they <clears throat> excuse me. They actually uh, did buy a um, a wine tasting place nice. out on, on Vineyard Road, and so th we go to that one and to Halter Ranch. Halter, that yes. I love Halter Ranch, and let me tell you why. I discovered Please. them when they were really small. Um, when this gentleman had just purchased it and the the actual farmer would give us a tour and this is when their winemaking was it, they have a they have an airstrip on the property and they have a little hangar where he could put his park his little Cessna and that's what they used to make their wine in in these wow. these big barrels it was just amazing since then um 15 years later They've built a huge winery on the hillside, and then they have a, a tasting room for the members upstairs, and then they built uh, an open tasting room with um, a 180-degree view. It's absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. But the thing that I like about them is that they're, they're now certified organic. The owner likes to um, give back. And he set off so much land in to save in perpetuity. So they let the wild animals come down and they have cameras all over the place. So you can see the animals that, you know, 
lions and tigers and bears kind of thing. Yeah. How fabulous. And when they built their winery, all the stones that they dug out of the ground, they used to make the wall, the front wall of the winery. So they recycle everything. And the the winery is uh, on built on a 2% grade so that when they hose it down, all the water runs off and runs down into a lake where they stock with fish. And the, and the staff gets to go fishing. Respecting the earth. Yeah, it's a fabulous, fabulous place. You know what, Deb? All this stuff has been, at, to me, has been on our has been at our fingertips, but we ignored so much of it. Do you know what I mean? People just ignored organic and they they ignored it. We knew that chemicals weren't good for us for 30 or 40 years ago, but everybody, corporations or certain businesses ignored it. You know oh, yeah. I'll that's... tell you a, a, a little story. Um, I was a restaurant manager and, and this was like in... I don't know, 92, something like that. And uh, I was invited by um, Bonterra Winery, uh, Bonterra Fetzer Vineyards, to come to this food and wine pairing. And this was before uh, food and wine pairing um, parties were started. This is where it started. And Chef John Ash came down and there were only about 25 or 30 of us. And he gave a little talk and then he made some food for us and taught us how to pair the food with the wine. And that's what got me started on on wine and wineries and organic uh, wines. And he was he was fabulous. He helped uh, encourage me to go to culinary school. So at 40, I went to culinary school while I was still working full time. I know it's hard. That's I'm tired thinking about it. I know. I know. I couldn't do it today. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to get through, like you said, five or six hours and I'm done. Yeah. I'll tell you the re it's it's such a small world. I knew John Ash, my first paid job at a cooking school was at Joseph Phelps in the Napa Valley. Oh yeah. He had a competition at the CCA. They put it up on the board. It said, whoever wants to come will pay for the groceries. You make like 30 people lunch that day because that was the, all the people that work there and we'll choose the winner. And then you can, you work the crush and you make lunch Small lunch, but a big dinner for everybody. And I won. Of course, I was so proud of myself when I won Deb. Then when I was working this 18-hour day, washing, <laughs> they didn't even have a dishwasher. So I was cooking and washing. I remember thinking, what did I win? Here? <laughs> Not <really. laughs> ah, Anyway, but... Because I was in the Napa Valley, I was in those days, you know, you drove through, it was before the big freeway. You were basically driving through Sonoma all the time. Do you know what I mean? Right, sure. And I knew John Ash in Sonoma because he he was doing caterings then. And he and I, we kept, we kept crossing paths. Do you know what I mean? And right. He was always a very talented, lovely man. And isn't that, see, that was, and I didn't know anything about it then, it was the winemaker helped me. That was my job during the day at Phelps. This is so this is from 1984. 
Deb, however long ago that was, my job was the winemaker would bring in the wine and give me a glass and say, what should you make for lunch to go with this wine? And then they invited, it was, they didn't have the distribution they have now. And they invited all the restaurants in San Francisco to come, you know, the general managers or the chefs to taste their wine so that they would sell out most of their wine before the next season. That was right. their idea. Because they were small. I mean, Joe, Joe Phelps was a millionaire. He was a contractor out of Colorado. But it, it was those days of the Napa Valley when wineries were not big corporation. And these cowboys right. went and planted some vines and decided they were going to make wine. Do you know what I mean? It was in right. a very different time. Well, and, and that's how they got uh, wines into the restaurants, by inviting all those restaurateurs. To That's come right. out and to taste their wine because, uh, you know, they had better distribution. Yes. At that at that time, prior to that, they didn't have any distribution. You know, it was all local that they sold their That's wine exactly. to. That's exactly right. So John Ash, that's really talk about a small world. What do I knew? And it's still the same way. Deb, I've taken your classes. I've I mean, I've taken a million wine classes, okay? Unlike you where you research and know more. It always boils down to me about what I like. Do you know what I mean? I mean, sure. I know it just boils down to what I like. And when people, of course, expect me, when we go to restaurants with friends, they'd always say, oh, let Denise pick the wine. <laughs> <laughs> My husband would say my wife would drink tub water if that's what they were serving and calling it wine. But I ha I mean, I have a, fun, a fairly educated palate. But honestly, I like if I'm going to drink any wine because of where I grew up in San Francisco and my grandfather had a little farm in Sonoma and my relatives lived in Napa. I like bold red wine from California. Do you know what I mean? I'm I mean, with you. That's my favorite. You can give me the fancy stuff in French wines and I'm drinking and I'm thinking to myself, this needs some oomph. Yeah. I love that that the California soil me you know, too. makes and, the best red wines. And I have had arguments with this. I mean, I like Spanish wines and I like red, you know, French wine and stuff. But really, I've had arguments with people that... Um, are much fancier than I am when it comes to wine. And they'll say, oh, those California wines are, they're harsh or they're this or they're something. I said, they're bold and delicious. That's, they went for that. That's what we're going for. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. We're not wimping around out here in the vineyards. We want <laughs> bold red wine. This is California for God's sakes. For God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of trying to educate everyone, Deb. I know, I know. I try. I try. That's I that's another reason why I do these tours too, is to to help educate people about things that aren't part of their lives right now. You know, I want you to experience this winery or that food, or you know, that's my job. That's yeah. always been my job is to educate. And the fact that you're able, though, to bring in the soil, the gardening, the organics and stuff, Debbie, it rounds it all out. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's bigger than it's it's I think it's bigger than you even know the words that you've the words that you're spreading. It's pretty fabulous. 
Now answer me this. I happen to know that you got into botanicals and you have talked about it the last time because you started to grow flowers in your community garden. Right. Now, again, this is an offshoot, but so smart. Tell me about botanicals and what that even that what that means to you. Well, I, I started um, just tinkering around making lip balms and stuff like that. And I found a couple of gals that I like to follow and they make all kinds of botanicals okay. from, from flowers that they grow. So I grow a lot of calendula and it self sows. Um, so every year it comes up wherever it wants to come up. Got and it. I take the flowers and I uh, infuse I put them in a big jar and pour olive oil over them and let it infuse. Now, calendula is just a natural antioxidant. Uh, it helps skin, your skin heal. It's great for lip balms, all kinds of things. And so I just I just started growing flowers to use in the botanicals, echinacea, um, things like that. Well, you sent me hand cream and lip balm. Uh-huh. That I used up. One was lavender. Wasn't the hand cream lavender? Yeah, they, they were all lavender. Well, the hand cream was lavender, definitely. And and the lip balm had a little bit of lavender in it. And I think it had orange in it all at right. that time. Do you still sell them or make them for people? I Are do. I do. And I'm they're special order. It, it ships in 24 hours. It takes me, you know, I, do, I make them to order. So, you so don't, they don't have any preservatives in it. It's I just all so natural products. Product. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing, Deb. I think that is just extraordinary. And again, you said it already that you love research. See, uh, that's, I mean, I wish, Cindy knows this about me. I'm interested in something for about 10 minutes and then I go, oh, there's a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? Well, but once I, once I learn once I find everything that I can find on the subject, I'm off on something else. I'm just oh. like you. So that's why I've done so many things in my life is because I want to know more and there's no more to know about that subject, basically, you know? It's very interesting that you say that because with ADHD, I've been watching these YouTube videos. Now I've known I had ADHD D all my life. They didn't even call it that. In those days, they called it ADD. Do you know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. And then and, before that, they didn't even have a name for it. No, they didn't. They just they, <laughs> they called me interactive. They told me I couldn't focus. You know what I mean? Every yeah. classroom would say she's disruptive. <laughs> you? <laughs> Never. <laughs> what? I mean, that didn't sound very nice. And so... But now as I've actually, and my sister now has been diagnosed, which I can see as she's older, exactly. Um, and a friend of mine recently, very young and smart was diagnosed. So she called me and she like said, do you have any advice? I said, if I did, wouldn't I be in better shape? <laughs> no, I have no advice. But I think I mean, this is just a generalization. When I think of people in the food industry, when you read the statistics and when, when you read, I think that, and when I think of the kitchens that I ran, I think almost every kitchen I worked in, everybody had ADD. Do you know what I yeah. mean? They, oh, yeah. They, they were all, or we were all just on the spectrum or we were all just borderline something. I mean, it takes a certain amount 
of that kind of energy to do what we've always wanted to do. Otherwise, why would anyone do? My husband, brilliant man, researches, smart, studied the law. He's a litigator. He wants to win. He has all that going for him. But Debbie, he can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. He, when he was young. I don't mean this since he's eight. If I say to him things like, well, pick up the newspaper. And he says, I'm opening the door. <laughs> All right. I just then. went through that with my husband, too. But I think to myself, Kenny could not have worked in a kitchen right. because of the unknowns. Do you know what I mean? The constant, yeah. or, or on a commercial or, I mean, the constant unknowns that just, I mean, one minute you're standing there and the next minute the stove is on fire. Do you know what I, I mean? I think that's what attracts us to 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 restaurants is that that things are always moving, you know, right. and and when it's slow and it's still, you go home. So I tried doing retail for a while, and the slow times just killed me. I I can't stand around and not be doing anything. I, I that's what I like about the restaurants is there's always something going on. I used to say the same thing, Deb. And one of the reasons I loved, I mean, in styling, catering, restaurants, when we weren't styling, I had, we still had stuff to do. You know what I mean? We had to pick out, right. we had to test the recipe. We had to pick out props. We had to wash the lawn, you know, the, the linens from last time. I mean, I used to say to people, when you're running a kitchen, um, it's like having a baby. When you're serving the food, the baby's awake. And then when the baby goes to sleep, there's still diapers to do and there's more prep and the walk-in needs to be cleaned out. You know what I mean? Right. Otherwise, um, <clears throat> I'm going to sit down and smoke and drink. <laughs> Which we did. <laughs> we could. I know. But anyway, when I, I bring this back because sometimes we're having, this is the example, Deb, and you were you were so gracious to, I didn't ask Debbie, I meant, I think I meant to email you on Sunday to see if you could come do a podcast on Friday. And then I waited and you said you could. And of course, you know, it's balancing. It's not just me. Can Cindy do it this week? Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Sure. Like anything. Could you, can the guest do it? So I said to Kenny, well, I'm going to have Cindy's available, and my dear friend Debbie said she's available. So on Friday, uh, we'll record two podcasts. And this is typical, Kenny, because this week we've been getting our house painted. Now, Debbie, we're not out there painting the house, for Christ's sake. We hired painters. But the only thing with us, and I know you'll understand, I have two big doggies. So when the painters seal up all the doors and everything, I'm walking them every hour so that so they can go pee. Do you know what I mean? But the game... Sure. They have to be unleashed. I thought Kenny was going to have a stroke. You can't have a podcast for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, he just went off. You're expecting me to handle everything? I said, Ken, it's an hour and a half. There's 24 hours in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just amazing. Though you either have the personality that you can handle the chaos and also move from one minute you're teaching, one minute you're leading a tour, one minute you're doing recipes, and one minute you're busting the dishes. Right. Or you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. In my in my younger days, I I loved all that. 
uh, now I, I, my very favorite thing to do is either, if I'm not in the garden, I like to write. I get you. Well, because you're sitting down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My no. knees don't do what they're supposed to it, anymore. I, 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 you said it the best. Here's what, if you were just, and I should have, I didn't prepare Debbie for this. Debbie, for people, but we talk so much about it. If people want to learn more about wine, besides just going to wineries, if they go to Trader Joe's or store, can you tell us three wines that cost between 10 and $20 that maybe they could have their own little wine tasting with? Oh my God, that's really tough. Okay. So I'll, t I'll tell you, one of my favorite wines is a Menage à Trois yes. um, Red. Yes. They, they have three different kinds. And it's a great table wine. If you go to Ralph's and you buy six bottles, you get it for seven bucks. Okay. Now, you know, where it normally costs you like 13. Okay. That's a perfect example. That's now I buy that. The other, and you also gave the other tip. If people don't know, Ralph's, when you buy six at a time and use one of their free carriers, they give you 10% off. It, yeah. and, and not on the price. No, the wine becomes absolutely reasonable. My tip this week was, and this is at, Trader Joe's and I I don't okay I always shopped at Trader Joe's when I lived in LA and I think Trader Joe's has a great selection of wines between you know six dollars <throat> but I just I go to Aldi because it's closer but I was in Trader Joe's and they had 30 line 39 do you know that one no I don't think it correctly is it line 39 anyway Shoot, it would help if I knew had the name correctly. Anyway, I buy it from um, ten to twelve dollars at stores. Okay, the bi the biggest thing is on the label is the big thirty nine. It's a latitude thirty nine or magnitude thirty nine, something like that. <laughs> You'll see it. It's got a big thirty nine on the Trader Joe's had it four ninety nine a bottle this week. Now I don't know why. I immediately think that the wine has gone bad and they're selling it to me. And the wine is good. <laughs> bought four bottles and brought it home and it was early in the day and I said I have to open this wine to make sure it wasn't spoiled and Trader Joe's sell, sold me bad wine and he said Denise Trader Joe's is not going to sell you bad wine the wine was perfect it's $4.99 at Trader Joe's this week I yeah. have no idea why I remember because, two buck Chuck yes that was huge and it was it, a decent table wine I'm going to tell you I would like to tell you I never drank two buck Chuck but there were a couple of times I yeah. <laughs> If you got the white one cold enough, it didn't matter. And the red one, though, you know, Deb, I still do open a bottle of wine or two. Aldi does not have the selection of Trader Joe's. Ralph's has a fabulous selection of all different prices of wines. Um, we go to BevMo, but BevMo, to me, has much better deals on everything but red wine. I don't know right. why that, they don't have a great deal on it. But anyway, I well, no, you said that. I said 39, there's another one. Oh, and then if you can afford 17 or 18 bucks, I think Freak Show is a great red wine. I, I buy haven't tried that. Okay. It's a good, it's, I mean, that's good enough to serve at a dinner party. But I, you know, and then the other one that I will buy is Justin for about 24 bucks. When I see Justin has a, a bottle of wine for 24 bucks, I buy that. Not their real high end. It's their lower yeah. end. 
I, you know, I've had $90 bottles of wine, $150 bottles of wine that are really nice and smooth and tasty, but I'm not going to be buying $150 bottles of wine. And sometimes I agree with you. We just went to a wine tasting here in Ventura and it was some great wineries. Rombauer was there. Um, Justin was there. They were just, they were just putting it together in this little event facility. And you know what, Deb? I've had a hundred dollar bottles of wine or hundred, just like you said, I was, it didn't blow my socks off. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. I would seek that wine again. I was impressed with the price tag, but I wasn't impressed with the wine. I'd rather buy half a cow, to be honest. I I don't think you can get a half a cow for 150 bucks anymore, but you used to. Well, we won't be talking about veganism today. (laughs) Please don't even say that in my presence. I have to tell you, and then I cannot thank you enough for your time and expertise. Recently, a woman we've had um, certainly plant based, and I, I, you know, I should ask Ida Rodriguez, but she's retired. If she wants to come and talk about vegetables, because she, you know, would be wonderful. But when people do that to me, um, Deb, when they publicists send me um, books on only vegetables. And then I read the chef's bio and they, you know, they've eaten vegetarian for 25 years. I can't relate. Okay. I understand eating right. more, eating your vegetables, but I want that lamb top. Absolutely. I'm a steak girl. I've, I'm too. like my grandfather, you know, I can eat steak every single night. Sometimes I do. Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. During one of my, where we're going to eat healthier, and we do eat pretty healthy. I'm not, uh, Kenny and I try to eat healthy. But once in a while, I make turkey burgers, and he looks at me and says, could we have hamburger next time? (laughs) I say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well. Honey, thank you. Is there anything else? Now, people, we're going to say it again. Deb's Kitchen Chef. Oh, okay. Say your own website. Deb's Kitchen. Deb's Kitchen. D-E-B-S Kitchen. I'm looking right at it, Deb. (laughs) I'm looking right at it. Okay. (laughs) Problem with a learning disorder. Okay. Oh, well. Honey, thank you so much. People can go and see what you're up to. See if there's anything. If you... To order botanicals, to see, I would, I'm sure, Debbie, if there was five or six people that would make it worth your while, you would do a private tour. For oh, absolutely. And, and I, have, I have done that before. Yeah, that's the way to go. All I know is that one of the ranches, and I'm sorry, there were lambs and horses. It was someone's ranch and you um, had us lunch under an arbor and you made the most delicious lunch. I don't know where it was, but it was so peaceful to go to that farm and just sit there and you made cheesecakes in a jar and it was absolutely delicious. <laughs> I do, I, lo- I love doing those little cheesecakes in a jar, but I don't like washing them. <laughs> They're annoying. I know. Honey, thank you so much. If people want to reach out to us, you need to send us questions at womenbeyond at icloud.com. You can reach out to Debbie on her website. 
And um, we Cindy always puts all the information to reach Debbie or when she puts up the podcast, when we broadcast. So, Deb, thank you so much. Well, thanks, Denise and Cindy, too. It was really great to see you guys and to talk to you. Miss Cindy um, keeps the whole train going. So without Cindy, there would be no podcast. And I thank her. And Deb, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You betcha. Thank you. Okay, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll see you soon. Bye, Cindy.